Welcome back to the God Factor Podcast. And it's me again, your host, your girl, Abiola Makonjoa. And I hope you're having an amazing time in the world. Um, so I'm back again this week to kind of finish up and round off on the things that I learned in my 20s going into my 30s. Last week I had done five things. So I did five things that I had learned. And then I said I was going to do the other five this week. So here we are. First off, wanted to say thank you. I wouldn't be here without you guys. So thank you for even taking out the time to listen, to be honest. Because I know it's not easy to take out time, to take time out of your day to listen to this. So I'm very grateful. Thank you very much. Appreciate. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. And thank you for just helping us grow this ministry. I'm honestly very appreciative. So without further ado, the next thing that I learned is I learned that I have a purpose. I learned that I was just not created to exist. I learned that um, um, I wasn't just created to exist and let life pass through me. I have a purpose to live through life. I'm called by God to do his work. And that is to save people and let his grace shine through me. And um, this is something that this is something that he told for me and um, sorry, excuse me. This is something that he told for me. And this is something that for a very long time I struggled with right from, I would say right from when I was in my early twenties, I had this urge to want to know why I existed. It just couldn't be that I was born to just, you know, go through life, go through the cycle of life. I wanted to know why I was doing things. Even though I became a mother at the age that I became a mother, I became a mother at the age of 20. I got pregnant at the age of 19, had my baby, my first child at the, age of, at the age of 20. Even though I became a mother at that age, I wanted to know like the purpose of being a mother. I wanted to know the purpose of leaving. I wanted to know the purpose of the reason why we do the things that we do. Why are we created on earth? So for me, my quest for purpose started at a very, very young age. I might not have voiced it out. I might not have been able to communicate it, but I was very, very curious about like the purpose for human beings. Like why, why, why me in particular, why I was created. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, life did not go the way that I thought it would go. It didn't go like the cycle that usually goes for everybody for me personally. So I think that just made me question a lot of things. It made me like seek, you know, it made me seek, um, information outside of what I grew up with, outside of what I know or what I used to know. Um, I think my son was the one that opened that door for me. So I learned that I had a purpose and I actually got the, uh, I actually got the calling on my life on what I'm supposed to be doing on earth. And, um, for me, it's, it's, it's profound. And I think it's one of the best things in life to be able to have that purpose, to be able to wake up every day and to be able to know that, you're just not leaving and just letting day after day pass by, but you're actually leaving for something. You know, every day you wake up, every day you go somewhere, every day you get out of your house, you wake up, you get out of bed, you're leaving for something. Like it's it's something that's inside of you that, that makes you um, excited to be able to do the things that you do. So um, I learned that every human being has a purpose. Now, when we all discover what our purpose is, is, I think it's very different for everybody. It, it happens at different um, points in time in everybody's life. What that purpose is, honestly, it's up to you as an individual to be able to realize or to be able to 
um, figure out what that purpose is. However, I do believe that everybody has a purpose. I do believe that we're just not created to exist and just let life pass through us. I do believe that, um, yes, there's a cycle to life, you know, um, but I also, at the same time, I also do believe that um, it, it doesn't have to happen that way for everybody. I mean, it didn't happen that way for me. So I believe it doesn't have to happen that way for everybody. So yeah, that's one of the things that I learned in my 20s. My purpose. Exciting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, woo, the next thing that I learned is I learned to be flexible. <laughs> woo. Um, <laughs> I like to think that I'm open-minded. <laughs> um, but the truth is, it took me 31 years to... Oh. <laughs> it took me 31 years to um, admit or to realize, not admit, because I didn't even know this in the first place, but it took me to re um, 31 years to add, to realize that I'm not a flexible person. And um, I have this, I realized that I have this inborn, I don't even know what to call it, I have this inborn um, desire to want to win every battle like i have this inborn desire to want to win every battle um it, it it's it's almost like it, i attach that to my self-worth and um sometimes i don't even sometimes i might not even think in the moment of what i'm doing to me i'm just like i have to win i have to win i have to win i have to like that's all i see i have to win i have to win i have to win that's all i see so it took me 31 years to actually realize that, girl, it's okay to lose sometimes. Like, it's okay to lose to win. You don't have to win everything. It doesn't make you less of who you are. I mean, as long as you're not compromising your values or the person that you are in that situation, as long as you're being truthful to yourself, it's okay. It's, it's, it's very okay. Like, it's okay to lose. You know, and even if, if when the loss happens, you learn from whatever the loss is and you take the lessons from there and you keep it moving. So I learned to just to I learned that I, I can be flexible. I learned that it doesn't have to be my way or the highway. Um, I learned that it's not just um, it doesn't take anything from the person that I am. I'm still who I am. And I even get to be a better person through that experience. So that's another lesson that I learned that I'm going to be taking into my 30s with me. Um, the next thing is, so right now we're on number eight, just in case it's, it kind of feels like I'm just going on. Right now we're on number eight. I learned the importance of waiting. Sometimes we see timing as a bad thing and we always feel the need to um, fill up our time with all sorts of activities, whether we're being productive whether we're not being productive, we just feel the need to just fill our time up with all sorts of activities. And I learned that sometimes you just have to, sometimes you have to chill. Like you have to chill. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, is this working or not? Sometimes you might want something. Sometimes you might want to go somewhere. You know, like this is where you're going. You know that that's where you're supposed to be. But that time is just not the right time for it to happen. And you have to just be patient. You have to just wait for it to happen. So by the time you get to that point, it'll be easy. It'll be stress-free. It wouldn't be as, you don't have to put in as much work to get everything going. So I learned the importance of waiting. I learned that sometimes 
I can either be productive or just keeping busy to avoid like like the question is actually the question is am I being productive or am I just keeping busy to avoid facing reality and for me for a very long time I like for me my cycle was just do doing things just doing things without necessarily asking myself is this even actually working for me I just do things just because you know like it feels good it sounds good so I'll just do it but the question is is it actually really working or am I just doing it because I feel like my time just needs to be filled up so I learned to appreciate time and the value that it brings to the table I learned that with time comes me having to sit down reflect introspect see what's working see what's not working and then take it from there so that's the eighth thing um, that I've written down on my list Woo. The next thing is, <laughs> woo, I learned that marriage is a calling to fulfill the covenant ordained by God. I learned that it's beyond just wanting someone who is tall, dark, and handsome, or a woman who is, uh, who is endowed with beauty. If you don't feel convicted or led to be with that person, if your purpose for being with that person is to fill a void, best believe your marriage will crash in no time. You will fall out of love. You will fall out of love as fast as you fell in love. This is this is one of the things that I I tie in with that I would tie in with what I spoke in the previous like. Um, what I just spoke about previously about time about waiting sometimes we feel the need to want to do everything at a certain time so well, I want to be married at the age of 25 I want to have my kids before the age of 30 for me that was me I would speak for myself that was me I want to have my all my kids before the age of 30 I want to be married at the age of 25 I want to do this before the age of this I want to do that before the age of that da, 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 da. to be honest <laughs> marriage was one of those things that I did not really understand. Again, I just thought it was just it was a cycle of life. And it took me a while to really understand why marriage even exists. And I came to learn that marriage is a calling, marriage is purpose. It's one of those things that in my experience you cannot just choose somebody because they're tall, dark and handsome. You can't just choose somebody because they they look beautiful or they look nice or you know it it goes farther it goes beyond just the like the exterior there's <laughs> in marriage you, you have to like from the little that i know you have to be able to it's it's, it's a relationship when i talk about relationship relationship the power of relationships relationships being spiritual it's it's dying to yourself, dying to who you are, dying to dying to the person that you are, and knowing that you're living for technically living for somebody else in a way. You know what I mean? Like you're living to like to help, to be somebody else's helper. So which is why it's important for you to be able to hear from God who you're supposed to be with, because there's times where you can't even communicate or you can't even get through that person and you're gonna have to take whatever it is that you are 
concern about, you're going to have to take it back to God and you're going to have to talk to God and be like, God, I need your help on this one. I don't know how to do it. I need you to fix this. I need you to handle it. I need you to speak with your child. I need you to talk to your child. I need you to get in your child's ear. We need like this needs to be figured out. I don't know what to do in this situation. So for me, I had to learn to move from just wanting to get married for, you know, marriage sake to really understanding like, okay, what is the essence of marriage? What is the purpose of marriage? Which is what I was saying in, I think, two, um, two points ago <laughs> when I said the purpose for leaving, you know, understanding the purpose for being a mom, understanding the purpose for being a wife, having family relationships and all of that stuff. Like, why am I, like, why, why is this thing even here? What is the point of all of these things? Like, what is the point of this marriage? Or what is the point of this institution that you have created? It's purpose. It's a calling. It's conviction. It's dying to yourself. And um, making the promise and making this, the decision to help, to be with somebody else, to create and to build with somebody else regardless of whatever it is regardless of the obstacles that may come your way so i learned that that's what marriage is and um the last thing that i'm going to be sharing is um i learned that my life this life that we're all living is really for rent i don't know if you guys know that song it's um i think it's i don't know who sang that song um if my life is for rent and i don't Likes and um, nothing I have is truly mine. I don't know who sang the song, I can't remember the name of the person. I can't remember, I really can't remember. But this life is truly, really for rent. <laughs> like, it's really for rent. <laughs> God, like, when you think about it, you're like, I don't own this life. You really don't own this life. And Part of me looking at myself, like, you know, part of me finding purpose, finding who I am, improving my relationship with God, creating a better relationship with God is, I start, like, at a vessel, we're all vessels. When you have money, the money is not, because at the end of the day, you're going to die. And when you die, what happens? You are buried with nothing. You're, like, everything that you have. You don't take it back. Like, you don't take it back with you. You're buried with nothing. You're buried with just your body. And then the part that gives you the light, which is your soul, immediately leaves your body and you go back to your maker and you go back to who you're supposed to be accountable to. Your body is all people see. And that's what they put six feet under the ground. They don't bury... They'll probably just bury you with, like, what? Nice clothes, jewelry. But that doesn't even go anywhere. It stays there. Like, it stays there. The only thing that goes is your soul. You don't take back all the money you've made. You don't take back all the children you've given birth to. You don't take back all the degrees. You don't take back all the houses that you built. You don't take back all the businesses that you built. You don't take any of that stuff back. The only thing that leaves is your soul, and it goes back. Nothing, like, literally your soul, go, and nobody even sees your soul go back. Even your body doesn't even see when your soul is supposed to be, when your soul leaves. Because literally your body, once the soul goes, the body drops dead. And that's it. That's the end. So one of the things that I've learned is like, this life is really for rent. So sometimes, to be honest, when I'm holding on to things or when I have the ability to be able to help, 
or to be able to do things for other people or to be able to to be in a position where I can bless people because I have been blessed. Sometimes I hold, when I find myself holding back, like it dawns on me and I'm like, why, like where am I even, like this thing I'm holding back on, where am I taking it to? Like what, of what use is it going to be for me if everything drops dead today? Like how is it going to, how is it going to help me? What is it going to do? Because guess what? Everything finished, like everything ends for me today, this minute. This person is probably going going to even take whatever it is that they were asking of me anyways. Or they might not even be able to, I might not even be able to give it to them because I chose not to. But then I don't even take that thing with me because it ends, it's there. There's no way for me to be able to help this person or for me to, for me to be able to give this person what they needed at the time because I was feeling like, no, I don't want to help you. Now again, I'm not saying that you should put yourself in a situation where you know where it's like almost like it's abuse or it's turning to somebody's milking you and all that stuff like if you find yourself in that situation where it feels like okay you're being milked and somebody's just trying to take advantage of you then that's a different scenario then that's a different case and you'd want to address that in the way that it's supposed to be addressed however i'm just talking like the basic stuff like just being human you know just always remembering that everything that we have it's not ours to keep even the children that we give birth to they're not ours to keep we don't own these children we're just vessels we're just a channel as to which they come through to the world everybody like i said everybody has a purpose so you being blessed to be able to bring a child into the world you being um blessed to be able to nurture and to be able to guide somebody it's going to get to a point where that child is going to grow and that child is going to be like okay now i'm ready to go out your job is to just support and be like, I have given you all the tools and I trust that you can go into the world and you can make the best use of all the tools. I trust that with everything that I have blessed you with, you're going to be a blessing to somebody else. It's not yours to keep. Your life is for rent. And when your rent is over, you don't even get to own it. <laughs> you, you like This is one of the things you own at least homes. When you buy a house, you probably pay a mortgage for like 30, 40 years, depending on what part of the world you live in. After some time, you own the house. It becomes yours. <laughs> Depending on how fast you're able to pay your mortgage off, it becomes yours. It's yours to keep. Your life is not yours to keep. It's a hard, cold truth. And I had to, for me, it had to, I had to like fine-tune my brain. And I still fine-tune my brain. My life is not mine to keep. When my rent is over, when the lease is over, guess what? I'm going back to the person that gave me the life in the first place. And I'll be accountable for all the things that I did and didn't do. And what next? What next? So these are the things that I have learned in my 20s going into my 30s. They're things that I believe I had to go through, I had to learn in order for me to be able to understand life in a different way. And I don't know if I would be the person that I am today without those lessons. I don't know if I'd have been able to take the leaps and bounds that I took without these lessons. I don't know. Um, but I just believe that, um, there might be somebody out there who this would resonate with. There might be somebody out there who might be going through the same experience or who might have, you know, um, who might have sh 
shared some of these experiences that I am sh- like that that I have that I have had. Um, if that person sounds like you, you know, just send a message and let's have a conversation. There's um, the reason for the reason why we have so many different people, different looking people, and different things all around the world is for us to be able to have that sense of belonging. Because at the end of the day, we're we're um, we're all looking for the same thing. We're all looking for significance. We're all looking for purpose, regardless of how we look, regardless of how different we look. We're all looking for purpose and significance. So if you're listening to this and this sounds like you and you just feel like, man, she hit the nail on the head for me and I really resonate with her, I would love for you to, you know, send a message and let's have a conversation. Um, remember, the Instagram is at the God Factor, the God Factor podcast or at Steady Steps. You can message on either one. Or you can message on both, and I will do my possible best to reply. Um, all of this is not for me to keep to myself. I have a purpose to fulfill, and um, this is just one of the ways that I will, that I told myself I'm going to be doing that by sharing my stories and my experiences with everybody. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this. Please subscribe, please share. Um, if you're listening, with them through the podcast please share subscribe like if you're watching the video please share subscribe like i'd love to um hear your feedback and um what resonated with you let's have a conversation all right thank you for taking the time out to listen or to watch wherever you're watching from the world i really do appreciate and um god bless you have a wonderful day ahead